three. You're listening to Sports Talk Chicago with your host, John Zaglul. John, I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. You got an awesome voice, man, and that was a terrific <laughs> intro. You're like a pro's pro. You know, that was the first time somebody ever said that, John. No, you're the first person to ever say anything like that. That's, that's very interesting. You got it, John. Anything for a fellow Chicago guy? <laughs> well, what a great question. That's a great question. Nobody's actually asked me that. <laughs> I like it. What a great question. I never heard that before. Chase, wait, wait, Chase Sully is what? You're saying he's not a Hall of Fame candidate? You know, it's it's funny. I, I, You may be the only person that I've heard make that connection. Thank you, John, for having me. I'm doing great. By the way, you have an outstanding voice. I'm not sure about your face because I haven't met you, but your voice is great. You're doing a much better job than I ever did. You've had some heavy hitters uh, guests on too, man, so keep up the good work, but it's good to be with you, and I'm ready to talk sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Sports Hunt Chicago. My name's John Zaglou, great to have you here. Today's edition of the program, it's a double monologue day here on the show as we're going to talk about the Bears' options at wide receiver post the Super Bowl. Give you a full preview and predict the score for the game on Sunday. That comes up in just a moment. Before we get started, make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Z Sports and on Facebook at John Zagluo. You can watch more of this show. Search up Sports Talk Chicago, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and SportsTalkChicago.com. I want to start today with this. For the most part, we're always concerned about the quarterback in the NFL. Makes sense, right? Most important position in football, you need a quarterback to win, or at least somebody who's going to be a good enough game manager, let alone a superstar. You very rarely see quarterbacks who just totally stink it up winning the Super Bowl or having sustained success in the NFL. A couple of years ago, the Jaguars won the AFC Championship game with Blake Bortles. Look at them now, right? The Bears, Rex Grossman, one year, great. No sustained success, and no championships in both cases. You need a quarterback to win. You need a good head coach to win, good GM, good owners. We always talk about those things when it comes to the Bears, when it comes to any team knowing how to win football games. Makes sense? most important positions in the game. But what about the supporting cast? What about the guys that Justin Fields needs to perform? You know, we talked about this when the Bears were hiring their head coach, right? Hire somebody who works with Justin Fields, conforms to his strengths. That's him be who he wants to be on the field. We also talk about investing in Justin Fields, right? making sure that the team around him is good enough for him to succeed. I'm not saying they have to be like Ohio State, have to have stud-wide receivers, stud O-line, but I think we can all admit this Bears team needs work, eventually offensively. They want Justin Fields to be who he wants to be. Not going to win, not going to thrive or succeed with that roster. You need a little bit more offensively. We may not talk about these players or these positions a lot, at the end of the day, they help, and they're necessary for not only Justin Fields to succeed, but for this Bears team to go far. Big point of contention moving into this offseason, 
is wide receiver. We've talked about a number of times on this program that Allen Robinson is probably not going to come back, nor should he. I don't blame him at this point. Going to need to take a pay cut, number one. Number two, sabotage. If you missed that video, go back and watch it. He was sabotaged by Mount Nagy. Chances are he's not returning, and I don't blame him. Go somewhere where you're respected, where you wanted, where you're going to be used regularly. That was a two-point problem last year. Matt Nagy may not have used him or benched him or did whatever he could to him, but also Justin Fields never threw him the ball. Justin Fields clicked with Darnell Mooney. Mooney's going to be a big part of the plans come next year. Wide receiver, that's great, but what about other players, other weapons? That's the problem. Other players, other weapons. I mean, realistically, who's Justin Fields going to throw the ball to next year? Besides Darnell Mooney. Sorry, I don't believe in Cole Komet. <laughs> I don't. I think he's a total bust. Drops the ball way too much, can't hold on to it. And the only reason his numbers went up this year is because he was targeted more. Okay, great. Still dropped a ton of passes. Important ones, too. I'm not a fan of Cole Komet. He dropped too many passes from Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Now he's dropping some from Justin Fields. If you're a tight end in the NFL, you have to know how to catch the football. He can't. It's been proven. It's been three years, and that's a product of Ryan Pace, who we all know can't draft tight ends. Remember Adam Shaheen? Exactly. Some D2 tight end, really? I mean, this is my point. The Bears don't have many offensive weapons. Not yet. Could change. We're going to talk about who's available. But if you really think this Bears roster, as it's configured today, is good enough for Justin Fields, or it's configured to Justin Fields, you're crazy. The Bears are not good enough. They don't have enough firepower offensively to support Justin Fields at this point. That's a fact. And yes, you could say, well, Justin Fields isn't good enough himself. Maybe true. But he deserves a fair chance, right? Part of getting a fair chance is having enough weapons offensively. That doesn't mean some Pro Bowl squad, but it does mean competent players who, you know, won't drop a five-yard pass like Cole Komet. Won't get enough time to play or get sabotaged like Allen Robinson. You need guys you could count on. You need guys to be there every day. You need guys to be themselves offensively. Allen Robinson's a great wide receiver. Wasn't himself. Forced to not be himself. Cole Komet drops the ball too much. And when you look at the other spots here for the Bears, at wide receiver, at tight end, I don't see much else for this team. Improvements need to be made in the offseason. Darnell Mooney is the only tangible piece the Bears have right now offensively. That's a weapon. David Montgomery too, but Montgomery's a running back. I'm talking wide receivers, pass catchers. The Bears don't have too much help right now. Some rumors have broken out recently, and I want to address these. Devontae Adams has shown supposed interest in the Bears. Don't know if it's true or not. Been some reports that Luke Getze, who was the former Packer passing coordinator, trying to recruit Adams to come here. Adams is unhappy out in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers leaving, and he wants a new contract. Here's an article from NBC Sports Chicago that basically dispels the whole myth. Remember, there's a franchise tag. 
So for people thinking Devontae Adams is going to get up and walk away, well, the Packers will franchise tag him and he'll stay. Probably an unrealistic option. If it happened, I'd be super excited, but we have to remember this too, and I want to make sure this gets out there. Adams has not been good his whole career. Only the past two or three years in which he's been an elite wide receiver. Before that, he was average. I don't know how he's going to do with a different quarterback and a different system. I know Luke Getze is still here, so the system could be similar, but at the end of the day, it's a brand new quarterback who's far less experienced than Aaron Rodgers. That's what you got to remember here. I'm really not sure if Devontae Adams is just going to come here and thrive, even if he were available. He's not. It's not going to happen. February 22nd, the window for NFL teams to franchise tag players will open, and Adams is expected to be among the players slapped with the tag. Exactly. I mean, Adams could request a trade, but do you really think the Packers will trade Adams to the Bears? <laughs> that rivalry and intradivisional matchup, I mean, there, there's no way it's going to happen. So we could dispel that myth right away. I'd love it. It'd be great. I'd be super thrilled if it happened. But logistically, it won't work, and realistically, it may not work. I genuinely don't know how Adams is going to do in this system, and that's a fair point. Different quarterback, different system. Not Matt LaFour's offense, it's Luke Getze's, and it's not Aaron Rodgers, it's Justin Fields. And on top of it again, Adams, only good the past three years, realistically. Look at his stats. So it may not be the best move for the Bears, and also too expensive, too. Way too expensive. You're going to be paying $20 million a year for a wide receiver. I don't think that's smart. Knowing you only have about $40 million in cap room. And number two, you have a salary cap. You have other needs you need. You need to address besides just wide receiver. Offensive line being a big one in the secondary, too. So the Bears need to really bargain hunt and bargain shop when they look at wide receivers this year. Now, that doesn't mean undercutting. That doesn't mean finding tier three, tier four wide receivers but it means being smart with your money and finding the best bang for your buck. Here on Spot Track, we talk about wide receivers who are going to be free agents, all of them listed here with salaries from 2021. Alvin Robinson was actually paid the highest amongst all these wide receivers now becoming free agents, 17.88 mil. Read off the list here, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, probably going to be a franchise tag candidate. Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, too. St. Jones, another. A lot of options. Now, at the surface, you might be scared. None of these guys are that good. You're overstating their value. That could be. But a lot of these players have stuff to bring to the table, whether they're old, whether they're supposedly past their prime, or whether, due to injury, they didn't play that much. Chris Godwin would be a great example. Godwin, 1,100 receiving yards this year, and got hurt. Sure, I'm worried about the injury, no question, but if he's healthy, if he could pass a physical, great, great ad for the Bears. Outstanding ad for the Bears. Really, top wide receiver, about to be 26 years old, and did great with Tom Brady, understandably, but I think he could do good here, too, with Justin Fields. Only 11.3 yards per reception. He's a short pass guy, and at this point for the Bears, they need someone like that. They don't need necessarily a deep front yet. They need somebody else to be a competent wide receiver, all-around wide receiver. Darnell Mooney 
for Justin Fields' number one guy. And that's fine. That's how it's supposed to be. But the Bears don't need somebody who specifically is going to be a deep threat. They need another all-around wide receiver who's going to do everything. Remember Marcus Wheaton? Remember when the Bears decided, you know what, we're going to go after Marcus Wheaton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a deep threat. That didn't work, obviously. He's gone. He was gone that year. The Bears don't need specialized wide receivers. They need an all-around guy, someone like Mooney, who could do it all, short, deep, wherever. In fact, I would say even short more. If this line doesn't get better, Justin Fields is going to be under pressure. There won't be enough time to go deep downfield. They're not going to have time for that. So Godwin would be a good ad. Will Fuller, another. Will Fuller, going to be about 28 years old when the season starts, made $10 million this year. Only four catches, he got hurt. I've always been a big fan of Will Fuller. Will Fuller did great things out in Houston, as usually the number two, sometimes number one, with Deshaun Watson. This year, supposed to have a big year in Miami, didn't work out, got hurt, fine. Will Fuller would be great if the price is right. He made $10 million this year. If you could get a discount on Will Fuller, one-year deal, I'd be happy with that move. Will Fuller now, for the most part, is a deep threat, yes. But he'd be a great number three wide receiver if you could sign somebody who'd be a good number two all-around guy. I mean, think about that receiving core. Imagine Mooney, Godwin, and Fuller. Now you're talking. Keep come out of tight end, do what you want with him, but those three wide receivers would be very potent and very helpful for Justin Fields. I like Will Fuller. I think he's a very quality wide receiver. Jamison Crowder. About to be 29, former Jet. I would steer clear of him. Crowder's always been a disappointment. Not bad, per se, but should have always been better. You know, was a number one for a few years with the formerly Redskins, now Commanders. Didn't really do much. Went to the Jets. I understand it's the Jets, but still didn't do much. T.Y. Hilton would be nice, but he's 31. If the Bears could get him on a discount, that'd be great. Another deep threat kind of guy. Almost at 10,000 receiving yards in his career. So he's done it for a long time. Was Andrew Luck's preferred target for a number of years. It'd be an option if you can get him cheap. Same with A.J. Green. Actually, kind of had a renaissance this year with Kyler Murray. I'll take 848 yards after being hurt all year in 2020, not doing anything. One of his first years away from Cleveland, when he obviously thrived with Andy Dalton, that's not bad. For a guy who's going to be 34 years old. He was 33 this year, putting up 848 yards. If his body can hold up, if he's still able, I say do it. Juju Smith-Schuster. Hurt this year. Hasn't done much in a couple of years. Only 25 years old. Another guy where, because of how bad he's done the past two years, you could get a pretty cheap deal on him. And that would be a great move. We've seen Juju at his best. Seen him at his worst, too, but at his best, this guy's a top 10, top 15 wide receiver in the NFL. You could get him on a discount. That would be a steal, in my opinion. One of the steals of free agency that the Bears could somehow pull him out. Sammy Watkins, probably a bit too worn in the tooth. 400 receiving yards. Didn't get much time this year. I wouldn't be disappointed, but that really wouldn't make too much news. Be a good number three, maybe fringe number four. And then Mike Williams. This is who I think the Bears really have to target. Mike Williams. 
been with the Chargers for a number of years. I remember actually when the Bears almost drafted him. He was supposed to go to the Bears in a number of mock drafts. Didn't. Didn't do much in LA recently, but this past year really turned it off. He's always been hurt, hampered by injuries for the majority of his career. Now at 27 years old, had 1,000 plus yards, only made $4 million. That would be a steal. I don't know if he'll be in the Bears' price range. I don't know if the Chargers are going to try and make a strong offer to retain him. But there's a guy who, for the majority of his career, was undercut, was not talked about, wasn't even cared about. No press, no publicity, no nothing. Even this year, quietly, at 1,100 yards. To me, it'd be a great move or a great idea to at least offer him something and be in on Mike Williams. So, it's obvious the Bears have options. Just a matter of finding the right guy at the right price or the right guys at the right price to come away with a deal. Again, we always talk about the quarterback. And rightfully so, most important position in football, but in the Bears' case, you need to help out Justin Fields. And I get it, new head coach, new GM. Wide receivers and offensive weapons need to come to Chicago. You do not have enough right now to sustain Justin Fields. Plain and simple, I'm just speaking the truth. Allen Robinson is probably not going to return. Rightfully so, too. You shouldn't go somewhere else where you're respected and appreciated. All you got left is Darnell Mooney, who did good, and Cole Komet, who I think's a bust. You need weapons. You need a better situation for Justin Fields. Head coach and GM are step one for Fields to succeed. Now, spend money. You have some more cap room. I named a number of guys who'd be available. Spend money. You need two more wide receivers, plain and simple. Two more pass catchers. Ronald Mooney and Cole Komet are not enough. Really, Mooney's the only one I would trust. That's it. You need another all-around wide receiver like Mooney and maybe a deep friend. Number of guys available? I really think, though, the underrated signing would be Mike Williams. Mike Williams quietly put up 1,100 yards this year. Bears almost drafted him a couple of years ago. That would be a nice, underrated signing that nobody would talk about. Wouldn't be a lot of press or publicity about it. But he would really thrive, I think, here in Chicago. Did great with Justin Herbert. Last couple of years. With new coaches, too. Rotation of coaches. Rookie quarterback did great. Mike Williams is similar to Allen Robinson in the sense that he doesn't really depend on a situation to do well. He's done well the past couple of years because he's been healthy. And he was supposed to be great when he was drafted. The problem was injuries constantly hampered him, and, you know, that's going to hurt you. Injuries are going to hurt you. When he's healthy, he is a bona fide number one wide receiver. Look up the numbers. He really is. He's just not talked about. He's the top wide receiver for the Chargers this year. He's not bad, just not talked about. That, to me, would be a steal. That would be the steal of the offseason. Really, the steal. Him and Will Fuller, I think, really, would be great signings for the Bears. Realistic ones. Yeah. Remember, Devontae Adams, don't think it's happening. That's not me being negative. That's just the fact of the matter. He's going to be franchise tagged 
And then what? What? He's going to ask for a trade, and he's going to say, yeah, come to the Bears? The Packers aren't going to allow that. Devontae Adams coming here has a 1% chance of happening. But all these other players we could probably get on discount contracts, not a bad idea. Even if you want to go the veteran route, you could find somebody who doesn't have to cost as much. A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, they're older. Yeah, that could be a problem injury-wise, but if you sign them to a one- or two-year deal for $9, $10 million, even less, another steal. They all perform this year for the most part, especially A.J. Green, who at 33 years old, 34 years old, is putting up 850 receiving yards in a season. He wasn't the number one at all, wasn't expected to be the number one, and Arizona still put up good numbers. So here's the positive. The Bears have options at wide receiver. They have options out there today to really improve their offense. It's a matter of executing. I know there are bigger problems still. Offensive line, big problem. Secondary, big problem. Ryan Poles is going to have to be smart with the cap room he has. But you need to help out Justin Fields. You need enough weapons to help Justin Fields. And right now the Bears don't have that. I'm sorry. Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet are not enough to sustain Justin Fields. At all. Like, at all. Not enough. You need more. You have more, too, available. Some of which you could find at a discount price. And to me, really, Mike Williams would be a steal. You heard it here first. He would be a steal for this Bears team. Been a number one for a couple years with Justin Herbert. A rookie quarterback, mind you, last year. Put up great numbers. Has no publicity. And only made $5 billion this past year to put up 1,100 yards. Even if you doubled his salary. That's very affordable for the Bears. And he's the number one. Proving it. I like that move. I like that idea. There are a number of other guys out there. It's up to the Bears to get this one right. And it's very important, remember, that they build a supporting cast for Justin Fields. I know we always talk about the quarterback. And developing Fields is still number one, objective number one. But part of developing him, part of investing in him, is making sure you have enough weapons around him for him to succeed. You have nothing around him. It won't matter. It won't matter if his foot works better. If he makes better decisions. You need somebody to throw the ball to. The Bears right now don't have enough. They could. They played their cards right. They have to keep that in mind when the goal is to develop and sustain Justin Fields and his success. More to come here on Sports Talk Chicago. My take on the Super Bowl comes up next, so stay tuned. here on Sports Talk Chicago. You know, before we get started, I wanted to ask you this. Um, anybody here an Office fan? Maybe, maybe not. There's a point in there where the main character, Michael Scott, is in a hotel. <laughs> in a hotel, talking to one of his friends. And they make an inside joke. And he goes, oh, wow, an inside joke, you know. I'd love to be a part of one of those someday. There's an awkward silence, and the scene cuts. It's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. 
That's how I feel as a Chicago Bears fan watching the Super Bowl this weekend. Well, that's nice. Would love to be a part of one someday. (laughs) It just never happens for the Bears, and it's so frustrating. You know, we see parity in the NFL, right? We know this. Different teams every year, some down, go up, some up, go down. I mean, look at the Patriots this year, Bengals another, parity. But for some reason, there's never any parity for the Chicago Bears. Just unfortunate. Michael Scott is me. Would love to be a part of one of those someday. Who knows if we'll see it in my lifetime. Nevertheless, the Super Bowl coming up this weekend should be a great game between Cincinnati and Los Angeles. I have a very compelling idea and compelling reason as to who's going to win, but I think it's important we talk about these two teams' journeys, how they made it here. I love the story of Cincinnati. I really do. I'm going to say this, too, come out and be forthright about this. I really didn't think Joe Burrow would be this good. Me and my friends still get into arguments over this, and they make fun of me, and I understand it. I said Joe Burrow could be a bust. I wasn't impressed with his year last year. Then he got hurt. But even before, didn't really do that great. He was all right. I didn't think he'd be who he was at LSU. Boy, was I wrong. Turned into a great quarterback, elite quarterback. And chances are he's going to be the Bengals franchise guy for a number of years to come. Part of the next generation of great quarterbacks in the NFL, no question. Put up great numbers this year. 38 touchdowns, 4,000-plus yards. He carried this team. And Bears fans, if you're watching the Super Bowl, pay attention to Joe Burrow. This is who you want Justin Fields to be. Seriously, this is who you want Justin Fields to be, Joe Burrow. Burrow, rookie year, no O-line, not many weapons, got hurt, bad team. Turns around the second year, 38 touchdowns, puts a franchise on his back as a second-year quarterback, leads them to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying Justin Fields needs to do that next year, but at some point, he will be expected to. At some point, Justin Fields will be expected to be Joe Burrow. If he's not, going to be a bust. Or rather, not a bust per se, but it's not going to be what people expected. When Justin Fields was drafted, the goal was Super Bowl. Franchise quarterback, 10 to 15 years. Great player. Joe Burrow, who you want to model that after? Just something to keep in mind, Bears fans, as you watch the big game on Sunday. Watch Joe Burrow play. I'm not talking about skill set. I'm not talking about how the offense runs. I'm just talking about Burrow himself. His story, his arc, how he handles pressure and tough situations. That's what you want Justin Fields to be at some point. I know it's different. Burrow's a bit older and, you know, won the national championship, record setter. I get that. But overall, when Justin Fields reaches his prime, whatever that may be, this is who he has to be. This is the benchmark. You want to talk about good quarterback playing the Bears, hitting a home run in this draft. So the Bengals have come a long way in just a year, really, going 10 and 7. They go from worst to first. And now all of a sudden, they find themselves in the Super Bowl. Take a look at their numbers and their stats. What I really like about the Bengals, and hopefully Luke Getze emphasizes this, the run game. My goodness. Joe Mixon ran the ball 292 times. 
almost 300 carries from one running back. And Samahe Perrine, 55, and Burrow, 40. You need to balance the run game. For some reason, Matt Nagy, Mr. Offensive Guru, never did that. Never emphasized the run game like Zach Taylor. You could laugh at the run game. You could say, oh, it's not new age NFL, but it works. And Joe Burrow still put up great numbers, still passed for 4,600 yards, and yet they still ran the ball over 300 times as a team. They're starting running back 292. That's how you're going to win. Run game is so important, and it sets you up for success. And their offense was 7th in the NFL, 27.1 points per game. Imagine if the Bears could get to that point. Not impossible, but imagine. Here's the best part. They still need help. The Bengals have a horrible offensive line. Burrow got killed during the postseason. Gets back up, wipes it off, plays, wins. Doesn't get hurt. Durable. But this team's going to be a force to come, even if they don't win or whatever happens on Sunday. I mean, they're in a really good position for their future. The fact that they need serious O-line help and they still do this and Burrow still does this, Tells you a lot about who Burrow is and who this team is. Defense, not the best. 17th in the NFL, but that's not horrible when you're putting up so many points per game. Take a look at the Rams. Rams, interesting team. Also 7th in the NFL in offense. Both teams score the same amount of points per game. Rams defensively are 15th. Here's my problem with the Rams, or here's where I'm a little bit concerned. I love Matthew Stafford. And I'm happy to see him get to his first Super Bowl. I don't think it's sustainable, though. Matthew Stafford has never won anything significant. I'm not saying that won't change. It could. But up to this point, he's proven me nothing. He's proven all of us nothing. I understand part of that is, you know, bad team in Detroit. Never really had any opportunities. I hear you. Put up a great season. Almost 4,900 yards, 41 touchdowns. I just don't trust him. Based on the past, I have problems trusting Matthew Stafford, especially when the guy you're going up against is Joe Burrow, younger, more poised, and more able to handle tougher situations. And Joe Burrow's so young, and he's handled so much more adversity than Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford this year had it all, and they barely made it, the Rams. Like, barely beat the 49ers. Their run game, too, has just been all over the place. Cam Akers is back from injury. Sonny Michelle did all right, and Daryl Henderson. Their run game's a mess. Again, not saying that a three-headed monster at the running back position won't work, but usually it doesn't. You need a consistent running game, and right now the Rams don't have it. They really don't. Not compared to the Bengals. The Bengals have two guys. Really one, but two. Joe Mixon who's a four-down back, really, and Samahe Perrine, who comes in sometimes just to catch the ball more than even run. Here at the Rams, you got three different guys, a bunch of weird stuff going on, because remember, Anchors didn't come back till the playoffs. So it's just a much different situation, running the ball. And their defense is fine. Cooper Cup is going to be their kick. Think about that for a second. Cooper Cup, their wide receiver, got more MVP consideration than Matthew Stafford or then a bunch of other quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm happy for Cooper Cup. But that's a pretty big red flag when your team is so dependent on a wide receiver, not even your quarterback. 
That is scary. That's terrifying. That's going to be the problem. I mean, when your number one guy is your wide receiver, when he got more MVP consideration than your quarterback, that should be scary. That's the Rams' reality here. I'm not saying they can't win at all. I mean, both these teams are pretty even. I mean, they're, even their offense is really even. So I'm not saying they can't win. I don't expect it, though. I really don't. What could they offer differently or better than the Bengals, besides maybe a marginally better defense? The Bengals, yes, have a better quarterback. Have a better run game, too. Maybe the Rams have better wide receivers, better O-line, and a marginally better defense. But Joe Burrow has proven all year that he's ready for the big stage. So I think it's Burrow's time to shine. Just remember this, too, from a PR standpoint for the NFL. Who would be a better face to have winning this Super Bowl? I mean, think about what's happened in the NFL the past couple of weeks. All these old quarterbacks, the old generation, they've retired, they're gone. Brady, gone. Roethlisberger, gone. Rivers, gone. Breeze, gone. This old generation of quarterbacks that we all grew up and loved are gone. They're all out. And Matthew Stafford's going to be 34 here. I mean, his career's numbered, really, when you think about it. Maybe a couple years left. What would be better from an NFL standpoint? Everybody loves Joe Burrow, young kid, great story to come back from a season-ending injury and do what he's done. And remember, if he wins, there's always next year. Burrow has at least 10 to 15 years to go. At least. It's his second year in the NFL. Matthew Stafford, not so much. From the NFL's perspective, it'd be better if Joe Burrow won. It would be. To me, it would be. Be a better image and an easier thing to sell to their fan base. Hey, new generation of quarterbacks. Now Burrow is like Allen and Mahomes. Potentially Fields. Potentially all these rookies. Lawrence. Potentially. If they could get better. They want to sell youth. That's just a fact. They want to sell youth to their fan base. They don't want to see some old quarterback winning. After all these retirements? I don't think so. I'm not suggesting anything's going to be fixed. I'm just talking about from the NFL standpoint, who would be better to win? I think Burrow would be. For an image, from a PR standpoint, Burrow would be the obvious answer. You put all this in mind, I think the Bengals are going to pull this one out. I'll predict a score, too. See what happens. I mean, could be wrong, could be right. I'm saying 35-31. 35-31 Bengals win. Not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a close game. I fully believe that. But the Bengals will pull it out in the end. They're an underdog right now, plus four. And I think they win by four. The other way around. That's my pick. But Bears fans, as you watch the Super Bowl, you think, damn, I wish we could be here. Pay attention to Joe Burrow. Pay attention to both teams, really. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl with the intent of what do the Bears need to get to this point? What do both these teams have that the Bears don't have? Number one is quarterback, and I'm not saying Justin Fields is bad. What I'm saying is pay attention to Joe Burrow. 
and understand that this is who Justin Fields needs to be. Not stylistically, but persevering, enduring. Burrow getting hurt. Have a no O-line. Even this year, have a no O-line. Put up great numbers. Put a franchise on his back. Didn't complain. Didn't worry about it. Did it. Succeeded. Even if they lose, this is a big success for the Bengals and for Burrow and for the rest of his career. That's what we want from Justin Fields. That's what everybody wants. Does he have the ability to put the team on his back? We don't know yet. Truthfully, we don't. Does he have the ability to overcome maybe a bad old line? Not yet. Does he have the ability to bounce back his second year? We don't know. We'll see. Can he endure and persevere? These are all big questions, questions more so of character than even, again, stylistically, but it's important. That's what we have to watch out for here. You know, when I was a kid, I used to hate watching the playoffs for any sport. And if the Cubs weren't in it, White Sox, Bulls, Bears, I'd have no interest. I'd be like, well, not going to watch these other teams when my team isn't in it. Now, though, my philosophy has changed. It really has. There's a point. There's a reason to watch these games when your team isn't in it. It gives you an opportunity to see what they have and what you don't. This whole game, when I watch it, I'm going to think, what don't the Bears have? Why are they here? What could the Bears do to get to that point? I'll tell you right off the bat, offense. Both teams averaging 27 points per game. That has to be better. And we all know that. That's why Matt Nagy was fired and everything happened as it did. But that's just one thing. I want to watch the O-lines play for both teams. I want to watch the quarterbacks play, running backs, wide receivers, defense, all of it. I want to see what makes these two teams so special. What brought them all the way here? And why haven't the Bears been there in so long? (laughs) So it's important to pay attention to stuff like that when you watch these games. There's not no reason to watch. It's not true. There is a reason. We are a studious Bears fan. What don't the Bears have? What do these teams have? And how could the Bears get to that point? Thanks for listening to today's show, Sports Talk Chicago. Really appreciate Matt Dubiel, WCKG, Jim DeTalma, Tomorrow Entertainment for making this show a success. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Z Sports and on Facebook at John Zagluel. If you want to watch more of this show, search up Sports Talk Chicago, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, sportstalkchicago.com. Another great show comes your way tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Till then, stay safe. So long, everyone. No! No! Where are the turtles?